fellow traveler. Welcome to Third Eye Awakening, a podcast all about spiritual and psychic awakening, where we talk about the shift from 3D to 5D consciousness, the nature of time, space, the universe, multi-dimensions, starseeds, the Akashic Records, you know, all that good shit. I am your host, Amy Melissa. Thank you so much for being here with me today. All right, let's do this. Okay, guys, heads up. I feel very vulnerable about this episode. (laughs) Even more vulnerable, strangely, than sharing about my very emotional experience with Killian. Um, But I think it's because, honestly, I still am, like, so afraid that people are going to think I'm nutso. It's still a thing for me. I'm still stuck there, fam. But I'm working through it. Anyway, I have like had channelings come through to share with the collective for years and I haven't let myself do it because of that fear that people will call me crazy um and think I'm really weird but it really wanted to come through today so here it is now I think you can probably tell that I'm a little bit nervous and whatever and it can sound pretty abstract but As it gets to the end, I think it starts to seem more applicable to human life. Um, At any rate, I hope you enjoy it. And I have an exciting announcement. So I've decided that I want to grow this podcast and I'm going to do a contest to help with that and give away prizes. My prizes. Well, I guess (laughs) I'm realizing that I have never announced this here, but I do Akashic Record readings for people and they're awesome and exhilarating and I freaking love doing them. And so I'm going to give away three one hour long free Akashic Record readings to listeners who help me grow this podcast. The ways that you can help me grow this podcast are leave me a rating, you know, with just like tap the stars and then let me know you did it. Leave me a review, hopefully with kind words. I would really appreciate that. And let me know you did it. Share this, share yourself listening to this or share, you know, like just share this podcast on social media somewhere, some way, and let me know you did it and share this with a friend or somebody who you think would actually like continue to listen to it and enjoy the content and let me know you did it. So if you do any of those things, if you rate it, that's worth one entry. If you leave me a review where you actually take the time to type words, which would mean so much to me, that's worth two entries. If you share it in some way on social media, that's worth one entry. If you share it with somebody who you think would really enjoy it and listen to it, that's worth two entries again. So you can do these things as many times as you want and create as many entries for yourself as you want. You just have to let me know that you did it. You can let me know on Facebook. I'm at Amy Melissa on Facebook. You can 
let me know on Instagram. I'm at the northstar.love on Instagram. Or you can let me know through my email, which is amy at the northstarguidance.com. Any of those ways is a good way to let me know. I would be so happy to read the records for you and with you. And I would be so happy if you help me grow this podcast and grow the audience. Okay, guys, without further ado, here is my episode. Hello, beautiful sisters and brothers and siblings, radiant beings that you are. Welcome back for another episode. Today, I've decided, well, I suppose I've decided to... (laughs) Listen to the inspiration to take a break from Killian's story and share some guidance that is channeling through today for everyone's ears who happens to hear it. So I don't really have an outline for this episode. I'm just going to channel away and I have no idea where it's going to go, but I guess we'll see. I'm feeling very, very sensitive today. It feels like my boundaries are very thin. And I'm very aware of the collective, the collective state of being. And I went for a walk earlier today in the woods because I just was feeling kind of like sensitive and a little bit cranky. I'm usually a very happy person, very happy and excited and joyful, um, kind of as my default setting. So whenever I feel a little bit off kilter like this, it really throws me. And as I was walking through the woods, I began to receive the following message. All human pain and suffering, all of it, all of it, no matter how it expresses itself, the root of that pain and suffering is an inability to remember who we really are. We are so magnificent, so magnificent, beyond, beyond, beyond our conscious comprehension. And of course, there's a spectrum of being able to remember who we are. Some of us fully remember. Others are just beginning to remember. Others don't remember, but They can feel, they can feel that there must be something more. And others have forgotten completely. Whenever we don't remember who we are, we feel completely separate from the all. The all that one might call God, or the universe, or the earth, or creation, whatever, whatever words we want to put on it. We feel ourselves as separate but we are not separate at all. It, 
It's like having a glass of ginger ale and each individual bubble believing that it is separate from the ginger ale. But it's not separate from the ginger ale, nor is it separate from the air, nor is it separate from the glass. It is all created of the same atoms and the same subatomic particles. It is all the same energy moving in and out of physical expression at different scales. When we forget who we really are, we feel separate and lonely and lost and meaningless and small, so, so small and insignificant. It hurts because it's not the truth. It hurts to feel so unimportant. Sadly, we constantly teach each other that we are small and insignificant. We constantly program ourselves and each other to believe these things. And the shift from 3D consciousness to 5D consciousness really is about the the collective remembering of who we are. It feels, it truly feels like an awakening. It is a lot like being in a dream at night when we go to sleep and we dream. Sometimes the dreams feel so real that we think they're real. We don't realize we're asleep and we don't realize we're dreaming. And every emotion feels absolutely real. Everything we experience in the dream seems so real. And then we wake up and realize, oh, well, fuck. (laughs) It's not real. I am more than the part of me that was in the dream. And other times we're dreaming and we don't have any control over the dream, but we kind of know that we're dreaming. So there's some confusion. We still feel like passive passengers in the dream. And other times... We are asleep and we are dreaming, but we are awake within the dream and we can make decisions and move around and create within the dream. And that is where we are headed. But as human consciousness here on earth, it is the remembering that we have so much creative control, so like complete creative control is how I should frame it. It's not even about so much. It is about complete creative control over the experience we have. That we are not passive passengers in life, no matter how much it may seem that external events happen to us. Life is still our creation. What is a soul? Soul is the word that resonates with me to describe the consciousness that drives this car that is our body, that is our human avatar. A soul is 
a unique, it's not even a fragment, what is the right word? A unique extension, a unique offshoot of all consciousness. It has a will, a soul does decide for itself where it wants to go and who it wants to be in a given experience. But the soul is, is so much like like a tendril or a tentacle that extends off of the conglomeration that is all energy, all consciousness energy, and I mean capital A-L-L, all. We identify so strongly with our bodies in this life. We get so pissy about our bodies, so particular. We currently, our collective consciousness is really working through notions of ideal beauty in human form and making decisions about how important that ultimately is. We're quite enmeshed in it still. But when you think about it, it's such a funny thing to become fixated on. These bodies are freaking miracles. They're quarks and electrons arranged together to make protons and neutrons that cling together and create nuclei of atoms that fluctuate in energy levels based on the activation of the electrons and they create molecules through the charge of the electrons which draws them together and the molecules are drawn together based on their charge to create chemicals that create structures such as cells, trillions upon trillions of cells that organize themselves with incredible intelligence and elegance and beauty to create a functioning mobile vehicle with a unique nervous system to interface with everything else that has collected itself and arranged itself in this environment into its unique expression. How fucking incredible is that? How absurd is it that we punish our bodies and I can't think of the word I'm trying to use. That we punish our bodies and berate our bodies for being not attractive enough or too fat or too skinny or anything 
Our bodies are incredible expressions of intelligence. And they have teamed up with us, our bodies. Are, we are not our bodies and our bodies are not us. But together we team up to create who we are in this life. So Amy's body is not Amy. And Amy's soul is more than Amy. But Amy's soul and Amy's body come together to create Amy, who is so much of a like a lens through which the energy of consciousness is projected and filtered the lens of my being translates the vision of god and the vision of god is so intricate and infinite beyond what my lens can contain. You are a soul, beautiful listener. You are a soul and you have certainly lived multiple lifetimes your consciousness has experienced many 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 things you have grown through these experiences you have been transformed you carry scars as reminders and you carry the integrated wisdom you have you have obtained through these experiences. When you remember yourself as a soul, you also remember that your purpose, your whole purpose, whether it's as a human or as any other expression of consciousness, is to be an aspect of the all experiencing itself according to its own rules that it has created. And when it comes to the end of the cycle of the rules that it has set for itself, it completes and then creates a new set of rules and recycles itself through the experience of self again. I know this is a lot of abstract languaging and concept. It's very challenging for me to take what I'm receiving visually and through my crown and translate it into words that would make sense to people. So please forgive my... <laughs> Very human attempts to <laughs> articulate these things. Your whole purpose as a soul is to experience yourself in a given environment and the environment of acts in accordance with rules created by the source 
but the rules are not uh, like our rules. It isn't about morality and right and wrong. The rules are the ways that consciousness can arrange and express itself on different scales, for example. Or another rule is free will. This is a free will realm. Earth is in a free free will realm. It isn't the only place in a free will realm, but it is. It is. Nothing can impose itself on us without our permission. And I know that kind of statement brings up a lot of well, what if kind of scenarios, and I have no desire to argue with anybody about something they have experienced that they feel happened to them without their permission against their will, because I know that people have those experiences, and that is our perception, and I I have no desire to get into an ideological argument with anyone that makes them feel invalidated in what they've been through. But on a scaled back level where we pull out and away from our human identification, a rule in this realm is that in order for something to assert itself upon us, we must give it permission. Because free will is prioritized. It is, it is a rule. It is a law. So here we are on Earth within a 3D to 5D environment. Which means that all of the sort of plasma of creation arranges itself into tiny, tiny, impossible to imaginely tiny particles of matter, little condensations of energy with a charge to it that behaves in certain ways. And as those particles become attracted to each other, they condense and arrange themselves in accordance to what consciousness desires to produce and create. And so we experience ourselves within this environment, which has a very broad range of human emotion available within it, And we, by default, send information back to the all. We are, we are so small. We are so small. (laughs) And yet, so magnificent and powerful. We are not insignificant in any way. Manifestation works like this. 
oh, I have to back up a little bit. Okay. Okay. This is about manifestation. But first of all, conscious energy exists on a spectrum that really is beyond human consciousness ability to truly comprehend. And on that very broad spectrum, there is a little slice of vibrational frequency that expresses itself in 3D to 5D, which is matter and solidity. That's where we find ourselves. So, in terms of the manifestation process, what happens is this. We are the creator. Like I said, we are offshoots of the creator. We have all of the power of the creator. All of it. All of it. We just have tiny little nervous systems that create some limit and we have many beliefs that limit it even further but we are the creator and when we think a thought and we think it long enough that it starts to starts to produce emotion then the emotion is like a charge And we think it, we hold it, and we feel the feelings associated with it, whether they're good or they're bad. And those feelings charge up that thought, like a static charge or a battery charge. It fills it up with energy. And the, the frequency of that charge will be the frequency of the emotion. So thinking a thought that makes us feel fucking exhilarated and free and overjoyed and so happy is going to have a very, very short wavelength, a very fast vibration, very quick oscillation and thoughts that make us feel shame and self-loathing and worthlessness and despair will have very slow moving vibrations with long wavelengths, long troughs in between. So the thought we think gets charged up with emotion and then eventually something happens to distract us and we release the thought, although if it is a very well-practiced thought then we will come back around to it again. But we release it and it goes out into the field of energy, of conscious energy. And because it is charged, it begins to, it almost like, it's almost like it begins to congeal a little bit. It, the charge, the more charged it is, the faster it begins to congeal and start to express itself 
physically, it starts to produce things like quarks. Little, little, tiny, tiny fragments of matter. It's like the charge moves it from an invisible, intangible realm into the physical realm. And if it's just left alone and never thought of from there, never, you never think that thought again, no matter how charged it was, it may go on to continue to attract more to itself and produce a manifestation, or it may just fizzle out. But if you practice the thought and the feeling, the feeling is the important part, over and over again, then it will continue to strengthen and those quarks will start to arrange themselves to produce protons and neutrons, which will then find each other and come together to produce atoms with circulating electrons, giving them charges, separate charges, but still matching charges. which attract other atoms to create molecules, to create chemicals. And through this process, we create something out of seemingly nothing. Because we are the creator. We are the creator. Manifestation also works insofar as, of course, there is so much that has already been created. And in a broader sense, everything already exists. The potential for everything already exists. So as we dial into a particular potential with our focused thoughts that produce emotions, we magnetize the already formed components of those potentials to us. This might be a person, this might be a set of circumstances that bring us to a place where you know, if we're desiring a car, we might magnetize the already existing components to come together in cohesion in a way that brings us onto the path of this car and brings this car onto our path. We have so much creation power. Everybody is creative and we're creating all the time, all of us, all the time. Although when we forget who we are, then we create by default because we are constantly ruled by our emotions. We are programmed with very, very painfully untrue limiting beliefs that keep us in a very low vibrational state. 
And we keep thinking thoughts that support this belief and feeling the feeling that accompanies it. So if somebody has a thought, nobody loves me, I'm always an outsider, I'm a fucking loser. I mean, those thoughts, the feeling doesn't feel good that comes with those thoughts. And a lot of people think those thoughts. And as they are thought over and over and over, and the feelings are felt over and over and over, that person will, of course, attract to them the already formed components that match that. They will attract situations and scenarios. Like they will attract people at their worst. They won't attract uh, interactions with other people when those people are in great moods and full of love and charity and kindness. They will attract interactions with them where they are pissy and crusty and maybe even like truly nasty and awful and the interactions won't be pleasant and that person that original person will then because they are ruled by their thoughts take that interaction and use it and apply the meaning to it that this is further proof that I am unlovable I'm always alone I'm a fucking loser and then they will recharge that thought again and give it even more power I watch people in my life do this and I don't even know how to talk to them about it because all of this is so beyond them they would just look at me like I'm crazy and also people don't want to hear that they are creating this stuff for themselves they don't want to hear it because it's it hurts and it's embarrassing and it's like what do you mean I'm creating this like I don't want this I would never do this to myself but it's just that we're creating unconsciously by default we are always responding to our painful limiting beliefs and our painful limiting beliefs are creating <laughs> outward expressions that match them and then we respond to those when we remember that we are souls and that we are the, the lens that translates the vision of God and that we are the creator as we translate, it's so empowering and it's so much easier to see how to create a life that brings us joy and how to interact with each other in constructive ways. And it allows us to see I want to say the meaning behind, you know, the different things that we experience, especially the big life events. But we are, nothing has inherent meaning. We, we ascribe meaning to everything. But when we remember that we are souls, the, we still apply meaning to everything. Humans are not good at not like humans are not neutral creatures. <laughs> 
some tend to sit in a place of neutrality more than others, but it's, it's not our natural state. We do apply meaning to everything. We are meaning makers, as you know, has been said before. So when we remember that we are souls, it opens up the potential meanings that are available for us to use to make sense of our experiences in ways that are empowering and liberating, in ways that where we no longer feel diminished by what we experience, no matter how painful it is. We understand that we are the ones who are eliciting different facets of each other. That the person that, the person that we are typically in conflict with, <coughs> there's, there's actually nothing wrong with them. Pardon me. <clears throat> there's nothing wrong with them. We are eliciting that aspect of them. They are multifaceted beings. The conflict is within us. Two people can carry internal conflict and then arrive at conflict with each other. But each individual person is responsible for the conflict within themselves that has made them a match to this outward experience of conflict. It's so liberating to remember that we are souls and that we are so important in this beautiful, multidimensional, snowflake arrangement that is creation. And that we really cannot do anything wrong. There is no such thing as wrong. We just decide what we consider to be right or wrong. And that we cannot be unworthy. It isn't possible. It is not possible. There's nothing you can do that can make you unworthy because you are an expression of the all. As more and more of us move into this consciousness, we are able to harness our power of creation and create lives that bring us joy. And these, these powers exist for everyone, no matter how painful and destitute their situation, their circumstances. It truly is the great equalizer. Everybody has power. Everybody has the power of creation. And more and more of us create lives that feel like authentic expressions of our highest selves. And from that place, our cup truly overflows and we have more and more to give outwardly. Our vibration becomes higher and we interact with each other. We meet each other from a higher place and we create more harmony amongst ourselves. And that is where humanity is going. Although we are still very much in the process of 
working through our collective shadow. A shadow that has amassed itself through centuries upon centuries upon centuries upon centuries of very coarse dark, dark consciousness. But we are on our way to a beautiful place, a beautiful bandwidth of existence. And I've said before, I've done a couple Facebook Lives about this, trying to articulate the shift from 3D to 5D consciousness. I've said before that 5D consciousness is not utopia. It is not, it's not as though when we get there, there everything will just be perfect, constant harmony, and that's it, the end for all of eternity forever. That's not the nature of this journey that we're on. Consciousness continues to expand. The all continues to expand. It has not reached its maximum outer threshold yet. It will meet a maximum outer threshold and then it will reverse and contract like an in-breath collapse in on itself. And then from there, expand again, and its threshold will become larger each time that cycle repeats itself. But we're not there yet. We continue to expand. And so even when humanity eventually gets to be at a collective 5D level of consciousness, there will be more. There will be more. There will be a new level above that. That's the way it works. No matter what you've been through or what you're going through, you are so powerful. You are magic. You have the power to create magic. It is with your thoughts and your emotions, your focused thoughts and emotions. Consciousness expresses itself as wavelengths of vibration. You have so much control over your vibrational wavelength. And when we get into 5D consciousness, we will come to see more clearly on a collective level that these, these objects that appear to be solid and permanent, they are not solid and permanent. That it is perception. that there are ways around everything. It's like that uh, that little scene in The Matrix when <laughs> Neo like is finding going to speak to the prophet or something. I don't know. It's been a long time since I've seen The Matrix. But anyway, he goes by that little kid who's like bending the spoon and says something along the lines of it's not the spoon that bends, it's the mind that bends that's what will happen with our consciousness I mean people already do it they're just few and far between physicality always follows vibration we produce vibration through a combination of thought and emotion but the emotion is what gives it charge if you think a thought that has no emotional 
charge to it. It, I mean, it still gets recorded in the Akasha, but it's not, it has no density. It, the emotion is what gives it a vibrational density, a vibrational charge. Physicality always follows vibration. We create with our thought and our emotion. We are in control of these things no matter what happens to us. And we can turn around anything by ascribing new meaning to it. We can choose To let everything that has ever happened to us from joy to excruciating pain mean that we are greater and we can choose to use it to create beauty and abundance and life. When people forget that they are a soul, they create, but they create out of pain and the belief that their pain diminishes them. When nothing could be further than the truth, further from the truth. But if that is their belief, then it becomes true. If they believe their pain diminishes them, it is not capital T true, but it is true in that they are diminished. But it's not because of their pain, it's because of their belief. And their belief is completely alterable. It can be altered in an instant. We are not at the mercy of our thoughts and we are not at the mercy of our beliefs. We have control over them. We get to decide. And in so doing, we decide what we create. Take heart, beautiful star beings and earth beings. We are doing great things here. Many of us have come from elsewhere, let's put it that way. Most of us have incarnated on earth before. Some of us have not, but most of us have. But many of us who are in this community slash all of us who are in this community, I'm not sure. Anyway, I'll stick with many. Many of us who are in this community have, have a habit of incarnating elsewhere in different realms, in different environments that have a higher vibrational level of consciousness so it feels a lot like sliding backwards into pain we'd rather never experience again to come here onto earth and fit ourselves into human consciousness but we're doing this because the souls that come to earth need to remember they are souls just like like we are all souls we are all incredible beings of consciousness and light and our default vibration is 
the brightest light imaginable beyond our imagination and love that is the default vibration of all and all of us who incarnate as humans no matter how asleep they appear to be we are all souls of the same source <clears throat> but there's this incredible spell over human consciousness that just prevents the remembering it prevents the remembering and so that's what the karmic wheel is is just that continued cycling around in like lower denser levels of human drama and emotional drama and limiting beliefs and pain and darkness and so many of us have come who typically incarnate in different places we have come because we are able to bring with us the remembering some of us bring it in and keep it all the way through never forget others among us we bring it in we kind of remember it as kids and then it starts to fade away and we forget and then we encounter it again in our adulthoods at some point it doesn't matter it doesn't mean anything about you know superiority or whatever it's just the the sort of scale of the the gradient of human consciousness elevating that some are able to come in and remember all the way through do you remember yourself do you remember who you really are do you remember your power do you remember what you're here to do i can tell you this your purpose is to shed light on humanity. Your purpose is to be part of the shift from 3D consciousness to 5D consciousness. And you do not need to have a particular career or job role in order to fulfill this. Your mission is fulfilled by the default fact of your presence here. You are like a note in a harmony. You don't need to do anything you just be and express your particular tone, your particular vibration, and it echoes out into the universe and it is beautiful and you are allowed to be human. You are allowed to have ego experiences. You are allowed to struggle with human consciousness. We all do. I certainly do. It does not diminish you. The musical note that you are continues to play Do you remember your tone? Ha! <laughs> when that channeling ended, it was 333. Divine. Well, I just listened back to that. Ah! And it's 11.11. Okay, officially, I obviously have to publish this today. I was just listening back, and there's just a couple things that I want to say to sort of enhance it. I realize... In, in listening to it, how abstract it was. So if you made it through that whole channeling with me, then thank you so much. You're amazing and brilliant. And even if a lot of it was like too monotone and abstract for you to really integrate on a conscious level, just know that 
on a subconscious level, like it's in there, it's in there and it's resonating. Um, so I guess the things that like bring it, bring it to the more like applicable human level that I want to add is that what, how this has really changed, like this awareness, I mean, it's always evolving for me, always evolving. And I really want to emphasize that I'm superhuman, like not superhuman above human, but like I'm super very much a human being. So even while I receive these transmissions, I still live out a human life with human ego drives and fears and anxieties and, you know, shame and pain and all that stuff. But my, the way that my ability to remember myself as a soul and receive these transmissions helps me is that I can see the bigger picture. And so I don't feel um, like I don't buy into my human shit as much. I do, but then eventually I'm able to feel like, oh, no, 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 this isn't, this isn't real. This is just me giving it power. Everything is an illusion and I, I am the one who gives it its degree of realness. So one of the ways that this has really helped me is in my relating to other people. Like I was saying a little bit in there about, um, you know, like whenever we are in conflict with somebody, it's because we have a vibration of internal conflict within ourselves. And so does that other person. And that brings us together in that way. And even if like, sometimes that can seem like, I don't know, I guess I always worry that this is too abstract and people listening are going to be like, yeah, but what if I was born into this? Like, what if I'm always in conflict with my dad and, you know, like we're not attracted to each other because we're in conflict. Like we fucking live together or whatever. That's true. But your so let's just say it's your dad that you're in conflict with. Your dad has um, infinite facets. Your dad is like a diamond that has like a, like a trillion gajillion sided diamond. It has different, he has different facets. His being has different facets. So within him, he can, he contains the entire spectrum of, um, of all consciousness. He, it's like the, somebody said that the entire ocean is contained within the drop of water. It's like that. We contain the entire universe. We each contain the entirety of the universe or the all. <laughs> um, so, so let's say that you're always in conflict with your dad and he's been in your life your whole life. And so how can you be attracting him because of your internal state of conflict? It's not that you're attracting him, his whole physical being into your life that was otherwise outside of your life. It's that you are attracting the aspect of you that is in internal conflict with yourself is attracting the aspect of him that is in internal conflict with himself. And the conflict is reflected back to you by him and you reflect his conflict back to him. And so when we realize that you know, the conflict still feels really human, but, but remembering ourselves as souls means that we can sort of like step back and see the whole person and see the situation and understand that 
it appears that I don't have control over the person outside of me with whom I am com- I'm in conflict. And to, to a large extent, that's true. But what I do have control over is looking inward and, you know, gently finding within myself where that conflict is and, and soothing it out and smoothing it out and resolving it within myself. And whenever we do that, the, that charge, that vibrational charge releases. And so we no longer meet the other person in that same dynamic of conflict. Does that make sense? I find it really helpful because when I'm interacting with somebody who I'm, you know, most, I gotta be honest, most of my interactions with people are really harmonious most of the time. Like, um, one of my beliefs is that I get along with everyone and it's pretty true. And of course there are people that trigger me because I have my own internal conflict um, and somebody's got to reflect it back to me, but most of the time I get along really well with everyone, um, because that's what I've decided is true for me. But when I do meet up with someone who's really triggering me and I'm frustrated, it really helps me to remember that, like, that person is my sister or my brother or my sibling if they don't, you know if a, a gendered thingy doesn't apply. Um, but you know, but like you understand the, the general sentiment, like that's my fellow soul. That's my fellow soul on this journey. And at any given moment, they are so much more than what my ego can allow me to see. My human self can allow me to see. And they're beautiful. And I don't have to feel all those bad feelings. In any ways, those bad feelings are mine. And whenever they're brought to my awareness, it means I can, I can resolve them. And maybe not resolve them once and for all. Because again, that's not the nature of the journey we're on. But I can, I can resolve them more than, than they currently are. And I remember, so before I really started to understand this stuff like really integrate my understanding of it I used to get so freaking worked up by um the Canadian Prime Minister Stephen Harper (laughs) I used to get so worked up about it my parents would play CBC radio in their house like morning to evening just all day long and I'd constantly hear about you know all the Stephen Harper things that he was doing and I did not agree with a lot of his policies and and I, I would get like in this state of anger. It's probably similar to a lot of how a lot of people feel about Trump. I would get so worked up and eventually I started to integrate this awareness and be like, oh, like I already knew I was a soul, but it just, it made sense on a new level where I was able to be like, oh shit that's my brother that's my brother and I love him and he's playing a part in this incredible cosmic dance that is larger and more perfect than my human consciousness can see 
but no matter how different our viewpoints appear to be that's my brother and I love him and so I guess my whole point in adding this little extra bit is to say that all of that channeling was pretty fucking abstract but it is applicable to human the human experience and so I really hope that you found it helpful <laughs> feeling kind of vulnerable about it um if you did let me know I feel like things are channeling through me all the time and um I'm still sort of like in the process of giving myself permission to share them but yeah if you found this helpful or interesting or you'd like to hear more of it then let me know and don't forget to enter my contest where I'm giving away the three free Akashic Record readings to listeners who help me grow this podcast. So, yeah. Thank you so much for listening. I'm so glad that you're here. I really, truly love you. I think you're beautiful and amazing. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe and share this podcast and if you did any or all of those things then send me a message and let me know okay love you fam thanks again for tuning in and i will catch you all on the next episode next week